the stylist, he's great. The entire time, like, he was dragging Jen and just like, I think he's funny. I think he's a good com- uh, comedic presence, like, he's biting. He's probably, I like him a little bit better than old girl. Do you think every um, character should have one? Or should they all just okay. the same one? <laughs> no, not a gay. I meant a oh. stylist, like a tailor. Oh. <laughs> like, <does> every... <laughs> should every superhero have their own, like, tailor, or should they all go to, like, you know? Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Another Relaunch. I am your mutant ally and friend, Captain Avalon. Oh, okay, and I am going to be the most powerful Summers brother, Mr. Gabriel Summers Vulcan. Oh, okay. You do like Vulcan. The Shi'ar at a time. Yeah. You. Um. I was actually going to go back and do some of the reading of when he was, like, in charge of the Shi'ar because I've been having to do some Rachel reading lately. Mm, and she was fun during that era. I was about to say, I've heard like she has good moments during that time. And I remember I really liked the Guardians during that time. So I was like, space was kind of good back then. I don't know. It was. It was. Star Jammers. Oh, you also get Star Jammers Lorna. And Okay. That's going to be exciting. Too. Yeah. I did think they made Rachel a little too. She was really like too horny for that Corvus Glade. So. <laughs> she was overcompensating. Yeah, when you <laughs> obviously no. She did not want that. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm doing well. I was a little sick earlier in the week, you know, the changing of seasons and all of that good stuff. But it's passed. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. How are you? I'm good. I uh, have worked a lot this past week, but like, it's been chilling out on the. That's um, nice. Yeah. I haven't been eating. I've been very hungry lately. I'm on a diet. I'm going to a wedding next weekend. So, Ooh. yeah. And I got to like look real nice and tight. So, <laughs> okay, weddings are fun. Open bar? I been, um, I, that's honestly to be determined. I was under the impression that it's an open bar, but I was talking to a friend who's also going to the wedding, and they were telling me some things about the groom and the father and, like, his family that I didn't know, so it's possibly going to be a dry bar. So we'll see how that goes. I'll come back with <laughs> But, yeah, <laughs> so... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well... Let's switch over into some comic book stuff then, y'all, and let's get started with some of these updates. Um, You know, there was New York Comic Con this past week, but before we get into that, there was an update on Avengers Secret Wars. Uh, They have found their writer, and it has been said that Michael Waldron, who wrote uh, Multiverse of Madness, will be writing Avengers Secret Wars. Cancel it. uh, How... (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, never mind. About it, but there we go. <laughs> no, because didn't he also do something to Moon Knight? 
I think he did. Um, it's not he, looking good. He is currently, you know, I guess in the the Marvel wheelhouse right now. Um, mm-hmm. and he also did Loki. Oh yeah, it's a wrap. Cancel it. Yeah, I need to. I think we. I, I can like rewatch Loki, like really go up for it, and. I don't remember it being all of that. Like I remember, I, like I, I remember, like after I watched it, I tried to. I like waited a few weeks and then I tried to do a rewatch. It was still such a slog. I couldn't even make it past the second episode. I was like, this is horrible. And then like just going back and thinking about it, like the way the scenes were drawn out, I don't think Sylvie was a likable character. Loki honestly wasn't really that like. Well, I think I always stand by. I think the TVA stuff was really good. Like dealing with them and like with the time cops and like their inner workings of like how it's worked with them. That was interesting. If you could have had a whole show about that, great. But like Loki, Sylvie, blah. Yeah. Gonna be dealing with a lot with time. I see. Is that how you want uh, Captain Britain to be ran if she has no. to deal with the multiverse stuff? Not at all. <laughs> if, <laughs> I don't want her anywhere near those people. You know? Oh, he, I, it I, looks I, like he also wrote like a, um episode of Rick and Morty. Do you remember uh, the episode with um, which one? When someone pooped, when someone pooped in Rick's toilet. Oh, and he like went around the un- cancel it. <laughs> yeah, that was the one. Mm-mm, it's not looking good. Mm-hmm. But no, I um, was... I don't know. I have come around. I I remember last week you asked me who I think should direct Blade. I have an answer for that. Now. I know I said Gina Price Bartlett, and I still stand by that. I think she would be great. But also, J.J. Perry, who directed Day Shift on Netflix, if you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's amazing. And he's also my choice. But, like, it just reminds me that Marvel is, like, clicking down. You know, we were at such kind of a high when uh, they did their little D23 Expo, and they announced everything. And since then, we've just been tumbling on back. Blade has not started production. This man is writing Secret Wars, or whatever the movie's called. Whatever. I'm not into it. They have to figure some stuff out over there, you know, uh, tighten the wheel up. I don't know, hire more people. I don't know. What they say, uh, Feige is tired? Give me a call. I'll take his job. (laughs) Same, I'll take a check. Um, (laughs) All right, uh, getting on into the New York Comic Con stuff that came out, there were some pretty fun updates. I'll post links to stuff that I can find. Um, I'll put those in the description below. But... um, just giving some quick updates that we wanted to talk about. DC Universe Infinite, the app that they have over there, their uh, basically their streaming app, will be having a ultra tier where you can get comics one month after they debut in shops. Now, mm. I personally think that is fantastic. I think it's only like a like maybe ten bucks more than what a yearly subscription already is. So, okay, um, that's not too bad because right now the current model is six months after the release, isn't it? For them, I think for Marvel Limited, three months. Yeah. Yeah, you're That's right. It time. is six months. Yeah. But now it's going down to one if you want to just pay like you know an extra ten bucks. So uh, I. Yeah, I probably will because like uh, I think I'll get that's probably how I'll get most of DC books, and that's probably how I'll get more into other DC books, um, knowing that it's out like the following month. That's fair, because I do feel like my DC pile is kind of dwindling down, and there are things that I think maybe I want to read, but it's like, I don't know if I want to read this right now. 
I think that this is great as far as DC kind of looking at if they can kind of really push this app like globally. Um, it would help like the sales as far as their comics go and uh, really getting like the content and stuff out there for people to enjoy because I think people would stream the content on an app if in places where they can't get to a comic book store if they knew that like you know a month later it'll be available on this app on this official app that they can read and enjoy the content Mm, do you think that the way it's going, they'll ever move into a base where you can get them the same day, like and not just all the comics, not just like specials. Because I know DC Infinite does that now. Sometimes they have like certain issues they'll release on the same day as that app. But I just wonder if it's going to be a space where everything is just that way. I think so. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that once they really push it globally, because I think it's only available in specific markets, I think then they will go same day. Yeah. And I, I'm not. I would not be surprised if Marvel Unlimited suit does the same thing after after this launch. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. Because as I know, a big thing for comic books and comic book sales has always been the comic book shops and your local comic stores and things like that. And once you kind of go to the subscription-based model where you can get these things same day, it's like how are they going to navigate the shops and pre-orders and all of that stuff? I think the people who read physically going to read physically right i think the people who are digital readers are are more prone to pick up the app the streaming app out of their phone than to go and find a a comic book store i don't know i think people i think i don't know i just speak as someone who likes physicals and digital comics both because i still get both I buy physical, like, special books. Uh, like, Lorna's solo don't... issue on the X-Men, I'm going to go get that. But, mm-hmm. like... <laughs> no. I buy a physical for my face. <laughs> um, okay, getting into some of the Marvel announcements. Actually, you know what? Let's keep stick to DC, because um, there wasn't too many announcements that came out of the DC corner that I saw. Um However, I did want to talk about that Action Comics is going to be changing its format with issue 1051, where it'll now have backup stories um, by Dan Jurgens and another backup, a Power Girl backup story by Leah Williams. It looks as though they're going to basically be making it kind of similar to the Urban Legends book, where they are like multiple books together. The mm. primary Action Comics story will still be by Philip Killini Johnson and telling Superman's story, but there will be two additional books in there. Okay, that's cool. Shout out to the Superman. interesting thing that they're doing. Yeah, everyone got new costumes too, which I think they're really hot. Mm-hmm. Natasha Irons' costume is cool with her hood. Yeah, um, that damn Moira piece was hot. He yeah. did that. You have been on like a Connor kick lady. I don't know what that's about. But like, I guess it's coming at a good time <laughs> because he's like making this appearance. And then they got those twins, the little kids with the supers. But although I heard that's, I think, something they do on one of the shows on the CW. They got kids. I think. I feel like someone told me. I, 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 I know someone told me somewhere that there's something that Superman family like has too, but they're like twin boys. And I think it's on the Superman and Lois show. I didn't just make that up. Fact check that. Someone out there fact check that. <laughs> <laughs> and let us know if Kenny was right. 
Okay, um, going into some of the Marvel announcements that came out. Um, so the Marvel came out with this like roadmap, basically, of their events, which uh, looks basically too many. like an MCU timeline and shows yeah. you that they have a lot of <laughs> events going on. Um, starting in November of 2022, they have Avengers Assemble. Then in December 2022, Dark Web starts, and that is with the X-Men and uh, Spider-Man. And uh, Ben Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, then dipping over into January 2023, you have the Sins of Sinister, which is basically like an Age of Apocalypse style Sinister story. Um, there is shout out to the Age of Apocalypse because she's iconic. The girls always want to redo her. They, <laughs> they really do. They really do. Often imitated, duplicated. I don't know. I didn't Never. Really like the Age of Apocalypse from the beginning, so I don't know. What? That was a hot time. The books, like, from that whole little era with, like, Onslaught and all that stuff, leading into Age of Apocalypse, it was great. I don't know about that. All of it. I don't know. It was great. That's like peak comics. I feel like that was, like, peak 90s. That's peak comics. Oh, my God. And then they changed <laughs> the line. And they, like, changed the line. They canceled all the books. Everybody had a different name. And then, like, you brought them all back. And, it, and then it, what that led into Revolution? Or was that the 12 that led into Revolution? And Age of Apocalypse led into... I'm going to have to go back. The Age of Apocalypse was iconic. I know that. Got to be as the way they see, keep copying it. I was about to say, as we keep getting new ones every few years, everybody got their own age of. We had Age of X. We had Age of X Men. Now we have to have Sins of Sinister. And they're all saying, oh, this is this year's Age of Apocalypse. I'm sorry. Leave her alone. Let her rest. I want to do something else, if we're being honest. Um, and then it's just going to be Dark Phoenix. Sins of Sinister. Oh. <laughs> just going to pass that chicken around. We gotta yeah. come up with something new, y'all. <laughs> we gotta come up with something new quick. Um, so there was also a Captain America Cold War, which will be coming out in spring of 2023, a Summer of Symbiotes in summer 2023, and also Fall of X coming in summer of 2023. And uh, so those were the events that they kind of announced for. I will be tuned in for Captain America. Cold War. So shout out to them for that. Yeah. Um, I'm not gagging. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be all the way real. I'm not gagging. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm really not. It's just like, I don't know what you want me Um, to say. It's too many events. I'm like very much back on event fatigue with Marvel. It's too many. I don't really care to read them. And um, I don't really want to read it. I'm like, Maddie and the Spider-Man guy? That's not Peter Parker? Mm-hmm. I have no idea who Ben Riley is. These events are just giving... They don't feel like, like Marvel, like, I don't know, events. It just feels like people picking their favorite characters and doing it, which I get. Trust me. I, I totally get. I would have done the exact same thing. You think y'all wouldn't get no um, Polaris and Wonder Man event if I was over there? You, Please. If I was writing something, Serenity would be everywhere and everybody <laughs> doing everything. Right? You de- like, absolutely. I get it. 
So it's like, shout out to the people who are fans of these characters. Ben Riley, Madeline Pryor. You're having your moment. But again, like I said, I'm going to be there for Captain America Cold War. Every now and again, they're going to slide something in there. That's for me. And I'm going to take it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, how, what are you thinking of Fall of X? Is this the end of Krakoa? No. Going back to the school? It's something with Xavier. Oh. That makes sense. You know, I've always thought that like Magneto would have gotten an event if he died. It look, doesn't look that way. Everyone's been keeping up with, with um, X-Men Red and Judgment Day. Um, well, he died in an event. I feel like that's something. Yeah, but it that, wasn't just like... I mean, I don't know. People was, like Judgment Day. It wasn't an event for him. I, I don't know. I've always thought Magneto was a big enough character where it would be... You know, the it would be like a, the death of Magneto, like how Wolverine got one. Yeah. That's not... <laughs> Um, but you know, if he didn't get one, gotta give Xavier one, right? So maybe that is. Uh, I mean, I just think about the books now and kind of where they're going. I think, um, even again, like X Men Red with Magneto's death, there was a big conversation around Charles and how he is standing on his own. We had the big three there was Moira, Magneto, and Charles. Moira has been done to, she's gone evil, and whatever's happening with her, Magneto has died, and now Charles is left on his own. And I love Charles to death, but he can't do this on his own. No. He know he can't do it on his own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of it's like, and it's going to be, and even like when you think of something like Immortal, it is everybody is kind of against Xavier. He is always there with his back against the wall. People have distrust of him. People um, think whatever they want of him. And the whole time, he's always right, but it's just like the way he goes about doing it rubs him the wrong way, but it's like it's got to be done. But now again, he's on his own. How can he really defend it? <laughs> it's wild it's just, to sit here. It's, it's, so. like, it's just like, you know, now he's on his own. And the other people who understood that sometimes you have to do the wrong thing to get the right result are also gone. So everyone's just going like virtual signal and like dogpile on him. And that will probably like bring some infrastructures of Krakoa. But I don't think Krakoa itself will be done. I think a lot of times, we've seen Charles and Magneto kind of like away from the team. And a lot of times when that happens, the teams tend to fall apart and they always got to go back. Everybody want to go their separate ways. We everybody breaking up. And then when we got to get back together, who we call Mm -hmm. now they're gone. So now what does that mean for Kokoa? Because everybody about to break up again, apparently. Yeah. People want to go their separate ways. Do you think that people are going to stay on Krakoa, or are we really going to see like Arako become? They're not on Krakoa now. Why would they stay there after this? I see. Damn. That's also, really but they should. But I do. Th- I don't know. I think we'll see. I this honestly, you know, and this is just me like giving into like crazed thought. But this could be how you get like some teams back in the school setting or back in New York or something like that. Things are getting bad on Krakoa and people are like, okay, you know what? This island is cool, but like, it's too messy. Let me actually leave and go do something else. Back to what we used to do. Back to what we used to know. And then you have your people who are like, actually, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was built on shady promises, but it's still for us. We're going to be here and we're going to do it right. And then that's when you get your new of X thing. 
rebirth of X, regenesis of X, something of X. All of X. Xavier was right. He was, because Magneto also told him what to say. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why he was right. But um, Fall of X being the end of Xavier does sound like what it will be, because then that's all of the founding fathers. Like gone. they're gone. gone, and who steps up? Exodus, this is your time. What you gonna do? Oh, it'll probably be Hope. Never mind. Yeah, probably hope. But he'll still be there. Yeah, I guess. That's the sense that I'm so <laughs> <laughs> I try not to talk about it. At least he's there. Yeah. That's that's still my fave. Um Okay, there were also some other books that were announced, like uh the Bloodline, Daughter of Blade, which is finally coming out. I think it's now a five issue miniseries. Yes. Um, yes, yes. Are you excited for that? You know, I've been a big advocate for the Daughter of Blade to come back. I really did enjoy, like, all those years ago when they announced Fallen Gray and, like, showed the little designs and things like that. Since they have kind of reworked it, changed it, Brielle Brooks is her name. Um, I'm intrigued. I, I don't know. I'm not, I prefer the design of the original Fallen Gray character. I'm not going to lie. But I'm always going to welcome more Blade content. Danny Lore also did, like, that Blade um, one-shot for the death of Doctor Strange. So I'm going to tune in. Yeah. I really like it. It looks like they're really kind of trying to be pushing Blade finally, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this was actually supposed to be coming out with the movie, but I'm sure they were able to kind of yeah. you know, shift it around to make it line up with whatever they're going to be doing. I also yeah. find like myself slightly conflicted because, again, at the time I was really excited for that Fallon Gray daughter to come out and like give some new life to Blade, but again, I've been recently talking about how I feel like he's getting that new life now, and I don't know if he's had enough time to settle in himself to bring in a daughter. Mm. But we'll see how it goes. That is, it that is fair. That's fair. I think I think either way, it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. He's, he may not have had too much time to kind of really reestablish himself, but people know who Blade is. They could go ahead and bring his daughter. He's Wesley Snipes. We know. Exactly. Um, there was also Bishop's War College, which was announced. Um, yeah. Which we'll see Bishop training a team of, I think it was Surge, Armor, Mass, two other characters. And uh, yeah, the cover looks Armor. like has a black X Men on it. So yeah. It interesting. <laughs> I did see Black Jean. <laughs> Ginger side <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, you know, black black sock collapse with his hair out. <laughs> uh, I hate black sock. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, this is how I get black Polaris. Fine. Okay. I was excited for it. Like everybody knows, Bishop, that's the boy. War College. I've been ready for that. I wanted to see a good song thing. Surge. I really like Surge. We were just talking about the new X Men. That's my girl. I see that armor is going to hang on by any thread that she can find. So shout out to her for staying consistent. And I don't know too much about the other characters. I believe two of them are were the ones who debuted in um, the Prisoner of X book that they had during Age of X-Men. And, like, I think they've moved on. Like, we've seen them in New Mutants once or twice. I have no idea who Amass is at all. Uh, me neither. I think they are supposed... I thought they were a different character. They changed their name. Um. Mm-hmm. 
because there was someone else called Critical Mass. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're the same. I don't know if they're the same character. Okay. Well, um, but shout out to them for making it onto this team. I mean, I know that people were kind of hoping for a War College to be, you know, very like reminiscent of a school, you know. <laughs> um, but I think it's more War College in in name, not an actual college where we'll be seeing yeah. a bunch of students or whatever. I think it's just you know, whoever wants to be training for the war captains in, in training. Now, this Which I like that concept. Yeah. I wonder, though, will like a surge in armor, like will they always be students? And like, so that, you know, someone's sidekick. I think that surge in armor being two of the older girls of this group is going to help a lot because it'll kind of be able to be that thing that yes, they're still students. And again, Armor's been tagging along forever. She is really trying to make it. And we know that she is a student, but she's also still on the older side of that. This is the thing that I feel like will help them kind of break away, especially being around younger kids. It's showing that, okay, you're hitting the next level to be a captain and you're actually gonna kind of like coach these other younger folks who have done it or who wanna do it, excuse me. Uh, what would be interesting if they actually like moved them beyond just being someone's sidekick learning and actually being, you know. Serge was almost there. there. She got left behind, but she has bumped back up, and we love that. Yeah. She's been trying to beat them racist allegations. She did when she apologized to that girl and they made a mess. That's good. That's good. Yes, but we're going to move on. <laughs> <All right. laughs> There was also um, a book that I'm really excited about, and that is Silver Surfer Ghostlight, which is a new Silver Surfer book, and they will be debuting a new character named Ghostlight, who is basically a like sentient cosmic energy. Um, it looks like I'm out. One character named um, <laughs> I'm obviously I'm fully. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> forget his name oh uh albie harper is the name of ghostlight and he i guess only debuted in one issue and he sacrificed himself in that same issue in a very very old silver surfer book and now mm-hmm. they bring him back around as his own like cosmic character so black cosmic character with like power cosmic powers i'm in there so i will definitely be tuning into this it's a five-issue mini uh, written by John Jennings, art by Valentine Landro. So uh, definitely tap into that. He's basically. I like the Landro's art. That's gonna be nice. He did like some stuff on the Black yeah. Manta book that I thought looked really great. Yeah, I think that's gonna be really great to see that art. Um, and for Albie Harper to basically have like a body like uh, what's that? DC Captain Adam. Like he's just an energy form, but he's like super. Mm. Contains him. Um, it'll be interesting to see his a Marvel character like that. Um, okay. There was also Captain Britain number one, which was I'm sorry, Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain number one, um, as well as X23, Deadly Regenesis, Ooh. and uh, Rogue and Gambit uh, number one. And all of I don't know. Things. I don't know if I like how you just lumped all the women in there together. <laughs> I was getting through 
that kind I'm of makes me. We, we were gonna I take feel like, I feel like yeah, like, I feel like we had like a nice little one on one on one about every other book, and the girls just all got lined up, got them out the way. We were going I'm to pull saying. over and talk about each of the girls. I support women. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, uh, are you excited for Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, number one? Um, yes, it is exactly what I wanted. Five issues and good okay. art. I'm easy to please. That's all we need. <laughs> you so, but you so you know what's actually really funny. Um, the artist who is doing this book, and he's actually doing some of the Aquaman and Flash stuff. They're, they've got like a book, a mini series called Boy Song going on. I, or it might have ended. I don't know. I didn't read it. I don't like the Flash. It. He was doing the art for that, and so this is like his first official Marvel work, which I think is really cool. But what's also interesting is that like a few years ago, I actually messaged him on Twitter because I was trying to get a commission from him for Betsy because he does these pieces of like heroes uh, mashed up. So there's been like uh, Aqualad and Black Panther one that he did and Starfire and I think I want to say Green Lantern or somebody. Um, but I thought those his, were really cool. His stuff. Rogue and Superboy one is currently yes. in the background. <laughs> really dope stuff. And so I was like, oh, I really want to see him do Betsy. So I like sent him a message like, oh, what's up? You'll, your commission's open. But he was like, no, they're not. And like, look at us now. He's drawing her miniseries. Boom. It's like very... <laughs> it's like you won in the end. <laughs> it's just like, what are you there? Like, look at that. Um, but no, truly, truly, honestly speaking, and this is a safe place, um, safe place, the bar was in hell. So I really just wanted something that at least looked good. And I think we're going to get that. The cover was really nice. You see Rachel and Captain Avalon over there. And, you know, what's up? Um, I've really come to be into Retsy. I don't know if you guys follow me on Twitter. You see, I like, like I said, I've been doing some Rachel reading so I can be a little bit more like comfortable with her character, especially when I like drag her. I'm just used to seeing her fall down the steps. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> we can change that personality around though. That was her win. The past. Yeah. We're over it. So, you know, just like getting all of that in there. I'm excited. We'll see. I think Teeny works best with like smaller casts. I did have issues with Knights of X and the way it was paced, but I understand that that also, I think someone said the artist on Twitter was saying they weren't originally planning to only be five series. So it's like, I feel like if we know that this is like five issues, we can get in and get out. It'll be like good. Yeah. It'll be interesting Not to see good. how they kind of do this mini series and where they kind of place Captain Britain and Betsy within all of this stuff. I am personally uh, pushing for a year three X-Men job. Oh. Okay. I think there was like a solicit and it was talking about how she's countryless and uh, she's questless and she's got to kind of define like what being Captain Britain means for her now and like what it is, you know, she did the stuff in Britain, they not cool with mutants no more. Other world is like, fine. I guess we're not going to see them going on multiversal adventures. Hopefully it's just them like, we're done. We're back. <laughs> I truly think that's how the issue is going to, the first issue is going to open. Like, they're going to walk through a portal and be like, oh. <laughs> I guess no. we're like, <laughs> we had a good time. And it's like, yes, it's exactly what I want. Um, and so from that, you know, she'll say, okay, so now like, you know, what am I Captain What am I doing here? And then after she figures that out, she will be free. I feel like if this starts in February, it'll end off around June. Gala, Fall of X, new things, new time. Let's go. Have fun for you. We will. Yeah. Um, the X-23 announcement was kind of interesting. I am obviously would prefer her to be called Wolverine. I feel like 
being X-23 is a step backwards, but this is supposedly a flashback. And Deadly Regenesis, the last time I remember that was, like, again, the character I said of who I was with Vulcan, and he had the, it was X-Men Deadly Regenesis, Deadly Regenesis was uh, brought back around. Um, maybe this means that they're going to be going back in her history and, like, Changing something, yeah. I don't know what, but what else is there to change? What else is there to go back and tell? Like, why we gotta keep going back to this twelve-year-old girl cutting herself and like killing people? Yeah, and being angry. Whatever. Didn't they already make her like Wolverine's daughter or something? That was something that happened, right? So, yeah. What else is there to say? <laughs> I don't know. Let the girl be Wolverine, and let's like move on. Like Wolverine, Deadly Regenesis would have been hot. Yeah. Give her a new little Wolverine suit. Maybe she can have her brown and tan moment finally, and like mm. have her doing something cool. You know, I honestly like Laura's Wolverine. I do too. She's cool when so, she's there. Maybe we can just whatever. This will be a fun thing for her. <laughs> but I mean, maybe I get it. Look, she'll get a solo. Logan also gets flashback minis all the time. Like we just got Patch. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's so true. I guess I guess it's like that a was, part he of. He used her. to go back and do Weapon X stuff with him in that costume with the like all, all the, the time pieces all over his head and stuff. Yeah. So I guess that is that maybe that's just like the curse of Wolverine is that we gonna see the past too. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get it all. <laughs> you gotta get, get it all. <laughs> You want the content year-round? You got to get year-round content. <laughs> exactly. And they're going to push Wolverine, so mm-hmm. don't matter what era. Um, and I'm excited for the Rogue and Gambit uh, series. Um, I've always said they're together. Best. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind Rogue going solo afterwards. Um, it's I not happening. The Gambit fans are upset about it because... Every time he is around Rogue, he's just Rogue's husband. I mean, what else is he going to do? Lead the Thieves Guild again? I mean, Gambit, I feel like... I feel like anytime I've ever read about Gambit, there is a big emphasis on the fact that he, like, does not really want to do anything. He just kind of happens to be around, or he kind of to happen like fall into it. He runs into a child storm. He meets up with Rogue. He see the hot girl. Like his whole thing is that he just want to live his life. So it's like him not doing anything feels very normal. But they don't want that. That's not interesting. They want uh, him being the king of thieves. Well, I guess if your character being himself is not interesting, then you might not like that character. Ooh, all right. <laughs> let's let's save that soundbite because we'll be using that. Because <laughs> come on for that truth. <laughs> and you know what? On that note, let's just go ahead and take a break. <laughs> and then we'll come right back. Cool. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) 
we will get into the comics section of the show. And um, there are some mentions that I want to make before we get into the book. We have a little bit of a short list this week, but um, there were still a lot of great things that came out. Poison Ivy number five, which is another stellar issue in the continuation of this run. G. Willow Wilson, Marcio Takar, they also had a guest artist on the issue um, helping out with some of the interiors who did some like amazing things throughout. I just can't say enough good things about this book. I think everyone should pick it up. That's that. Um, sort of Azrael number three also came out this week that continues to be good again I don't really know too much about Azrael but I'm having a good time I love a holy warrior he's got a flaming sword he's kind of crazy too and I was like you know I love a little bit crazy there's like church stuff that's going on that kind of reminds you of a cult which is like that's cool you know I love a cult mm-hmm. uh, Jane Foster and the mighty Thor number five came out this week that continues to be a really good run I think Thor and Grumbeck is doing some really interesting stuff with like Jane People should check that out. And then Axe, Judgment Day, Jean Grey came out. That was a special dedicated to her. And I saw that a lot of her fans did really enjoy it. Kind of dealt with like Jean, dealing with the ramifications of when she was Phoenix and she killed that planet. And um, (laughs) just how she operates since then. So if you're a Jean Grey fan, be sure to check that out. And then we can get into some of the books of the week. And we'll start off with Dark Crisis number five. Now, I'm going to be honest to you, I kind of tapped out of Dark Crisis with the most mm. uh, recent issue. And now that DC has this ultra-tier thing, I think I might just wait for that to do the rest. Honestly, I think I'm on that same boat with you because this issue, while beautiful, uh, Daniel and Perry started, it's fantastic. Um, and the moments are still kind of exciting. I'm kind of bored. Mm. Um, I know it's obviously just a contradiction, but like... Um, there are obviously like some flashy power moments by some characters like this issue opens up with uh black adam fighting the legion of doom um as last issue but they were all taken control by the darkness um he ends up getting rescued by uh, sideways jack uh jackson hyde um supergirl and they end up taking him back to titan's tower telling him you know we got a different kind of strategy. We know what everything is going on. We know how like uh, the infinite universes are coming back. I'm sorry, the infinite earths are coming back. Um, but we need to like take we need to like take the fight to dark side, basically. Mm. Dark um, side. I'm sorry, um, not dark side. Um, Pariah. Slave. Deathstroke. Oh, is what slave. I meant. Um, okay. So, like, the Titans are still dealing with Slade. The Justice League are pretty much out there dealing with Pariah. Um, okay. Hal Jordan breaks Batman out of his world. Um, then he's like, you know, who among us do we know who can, do we know is all about truth? So they go to Diana, help her break him out. Um, the one part that I thought was actually really cool is uh, all the Titans get together um, and... Um, they have this like Titans together kind of moment. And then after that, we like flash to Superman and he's in his world and he's like on a farm, you know, typically what you would think Superman's like dream world would be. Right. And the justice league come up to him and, um, they like, you know, this place isn't real. Like we need to break out of here. And he's like, Oh, I know this isn't real. Um, I've just been sitting here studying it. Like, I know this is like a dream and, um, come on, Clark. um, how Jordan's like, you know, for you to like know this, you're surprisingly calm. Batman is like, it's because he's angry. 
when he's really calm, it's because he's really, really angry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's really cool because like you see Superman start to like power up, and he he ends up like being able to kind of break out of his world, and the just he like becomes this like cosmic Superman thing because he like learns how to like absorb the the energy and stuff. It's it looks really cool. Um, and the Justice League Sounds go like off. Your kind of Superman um, stand card is about to get punched a little bit harder. I don't know. It might. It might. I've truly I like turned. Told, the ship has turned around on, on Superman. I, feel it comes. I don't hate. I don't hate him anymore. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think for me, like this issue was interesting enough, like because of everything going on, but it wasn't like hype. Like, There's a lot of pariah talking. Yeah. Again, that happened again in this issue. Just him talking more about, like, I'm going to be creating the Infinite Earth, and this was all my plan all along, and I knew that the Justice League was going to come in and attack me. That was the plan anyway. And he ends up taking the fight to the Titans back on Earth, on Prime Earth. <laughs> um, so that would be the next issue is all of them fighting Pariah and his Dark Army. But again, I don't know. I think this. I think this event may have needed to make maybe a mini with it to kind of flesh out some of this stuff because again, we pretty much just get like spotlight moments yeah. of, the, of the story going on. Cool. It's just so interesting yes. to me how DC has managed to do so many events within this last year, and they all kind of do the exact same thing. Yeah, it's been like five crises in the Is last this- five years. Like, is this not what Infinite Frontier and that whole Justice League of the Multiverse thing was about? Is this what not what Dark Metal was about? Um, I just, I don't know. What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. Pretty pictures. Beautiful comic. Beautiful art. They've got the artist on deck. And you know, it's interesting too, because I think they have a lot of really good writers. I think the things that aren't necessarily like surrounded with these big events against Swamp Thing's really good. Poison Ivy's really good. Um, I've heard like really good things. I thought the Aquaman books were fantastic. Action Comics is good. You know, I've heard good things about Nightwing and uh, the Flash books. So I don't know. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. That like this is Maybe they, they can't get their events right. Whereas Marvel just like, you know, <laughs> they I mean, shuck them out. They just shuck them out. I mean, they can't really. I, I don't know. I think Judgment Day has been good from what I've read. I don't think it's like a story that I would go back and read, but I think like as an event, it is strong. Mm-hmm. I was bored with that too. Well, what would you rate Dark Crisis? <laughs> um, this issue, I would give it a 3.5 out of 5. Still okay. some great art, some really cool moments. Like I said, I really love that uh, Superman moment. And um, I don't know, I'm just like... Nah, there's been so much. I guess there's been five issues now of just Pariah talking about all this stuff. And I guess that, that is the point of it coming to a conclusion. But this would make a great animated movie. As would most things. T. Well, moving on. Uh, next book and final one of this week is X Men Red number seven, and this is from Al Ewing and Stefano Cassani, and we get some more fallout from Jud- Judgment Day. I thought this was over. Is this over this month? No, I think it's over November. Child, I think it's over like 
<laughs> so this is the fallout from the last issue where Magneto and Storm came together to like stop all the stuff. And we do see Magneto dying. I know there was a little debate on whether or not it would actually happen. I think the scene was like beautifully rendered. It was a very nice moment for Storm. I don't even know if it was really a debate. I truly think I was the only person that did. I think he was going to die. I I think everybody else thought he was going to die but me. Oh, no. I was trying to be nice there. It definitely was just you. (laughs) But, like, to be fair, it did take a really long time. He's been dying over, like, the last three months or something, it feels like. Yeah. So, but we did finally get it, and we got, like, a nice, I mean, and even here, when he died, it took him a very long time to die. He had a lot to say. Before he went out, he went out, but um, nice moment with him and Storm. And I thought it was like a, a nice, just kind of full circle moment for where they have come in their relationship and like how they interact with each other on like equal standing and just all of that good stuff. And I thought the things that he mentioned about with Charles was also very nice and apt. Again, we were just talking about Xavier earlier. He's getting to a place now where he's by himself and he can't handle that. And so, like, now how we're going to see how we go from there and what he's doing. Then we go back to Arako and we see the big confrontation with Iska, the unbeaten. And she gets pummeled. Not physically, because as she showed us in a few flashbacks or, like, whatever memories, however you want to say it, she would beat everybody if they truly stepped (laughs) up. You would lose. Because that is her power. However, I thought it was really inventive in the way that Ewing is kind of showing her actually lose with her still winning in the way that uh, Sunspot did it with the whole thing of Tarn and Magneto. And then this issue with the Fisher King coming up with the seat of uh, the table of loss and just reminding her what loss really is and like getting that data page of her life, which this is where I fall in love and, well, excuse me, where I fall in a love-hate relationship with the data pages, because while I thought that was really nice and well-written, I do think Mr. Ewing has a habit of making his data pages entirely too long. And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is also... This is one of those things that I would have liked and to see. In where you kind of have to read it. You have to read it. Like, I, you know, I, you remember that one time I skipped one? <laughs> and it was like, yes. oh, I'm just And I was like, it was in the data page. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, you really gotta read this. Like, I thought it was just like a little fun infographic. But even so, outside of that, I think this is one of those times where I also look at a data page and I say, oh, I really would have liked to see this on page. Like, to see a couple of, like, flashback panels of, like, Iska running around with Genesis, married to Tarn and doing whatever, being nasty in the pits. Just, like, I think that would have been cool to see on page. But also, Tarn and Iska, match made in hell. I love it. I love it. Deepest pits of hell. Um, But nonetheless, after they beat her, she walks off crying and tells everyone not to follow her. And then we get Storm just kind of talking about everything that's going on. She renounces her seats on the council and as regent to Lotus, the guy with the metal coming out of his throat. And then she takes the seat of loss in honor of Magneto, which I think is going to be like a really nice thing for her. And I'm interested to see where it's going. Rest in peace to Regent Storm. I really did like her, and I thought she was that girl. I wish we could have gotten to see that more. That would have been fun yeah. to get solo, re- solo region storm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why she didn't get it because they knew it wasn't gonna last. They really don't let. They really don't let. They really don't <laughs> let storm soar. <laughs> but you know, it's so they, they let storm in the air, then they clip her wings and could bring her right on back down. They said, "Girl, you know where you came from." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, it's like so interesting because I do think about that issue that they talked about where she was meeting with the council 
um, in space, and they were talking about resurrecting uh, Charles's daughter and things like that. I really would have loved to get a few more moments of stuff like that and her dealing with people and explaining Mysterium and all of those things. But I think what she's going to do in the seat of loss is still going to be interesting. I think Brand is coming back soon because, again, we get to the end of the issue and we see that Wizkid and Cable have kind of gotten into her logs and they're tracking her. They see something that she does and it really seems to upset Cable. So it looks like he's going to go after her. And we all know that Brand is the drama. So I'm pretty sure anything she does is going to be good. And I still think there will be some type of continuation of her versus Storm. I will also say, and excuse me if this offends anybody, but I think the Araco Council stuff is so boring. If we oh never God, saw it, so boring. I would be so happy. I think that the lore and the history of it is really interesting. I'm a history girl, and I'm sorry. But like when we actually see them and they're talking and they're like switching seats and all this stuff, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> What is going on? It makes me think I'm stupid. <laughs> like, I don't, maybe I don't get this. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm what? Just bored with it. And it's just like not something I want to read. So again, I'm happy Brand is kind of coming back to switch off from that. Yeah, and I love sci-fi. It's probably my favorite genre of, of stuff, but like superheroes and sci-fi, but when they get to talking about the seats and stuff, I'm just not interested. Because they're just talking. They're not doing anything. This is a part of my problem with the uh, the Council of Krakoa. Like, y'all are always talking, but no one's ever doing anything. You're never actually, like, making any real moves to, like, put people in power or, like, do this other stuff. Y'all just arguing amongst yourselves and voting against each book. other. Exactly. And then, I dropped a book. <laughs> and that's why when Xavier tells y'all to step in line and let's do something, everybody's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. I'm sorry. Well, he's nasty because he's probably going to try to make them do it anyway. So He will. Actually, no, either he guilt, would. Either guilt Gene, trip or psychically do it. He'll guilt trip you. Gene will do it psychically. Yeah. That's his protege. <laughs> what do you think she yeah. learned that trick from? <laughs> oh, I... His best <laughs> Yes. <laughs> nasty. Um... I mean, I, I like this X-Men Red issue. I still would wish that we got more, um, I don't know, more X-Men stuff in it than the Iraqi Council stuff. Kind of do without that. But who knows what's going forward. I'm still kind of holding out for what they end up doing with my girl Lorna now that we definitely know that Magneto is dead. Um, I hope that she takes some kind of, or gets some kind of push. Um, but we'll see. Well, she's about to be in Captain Marvel, and yes. she's going to space to rescue Rogue, her homegirl. So I think if you're lucky, you'll have Kelly Thompson writing how Lorna reacts to Magneto's death. Oh, um, maybe, you know, maybe they'll do something on Fly by Mars or something, and that's how she can learn about it. Somebody will give her a call. Like, hey, girl, your daddy did. And he told us not to bring him back. Or... There might be a big funeral thing for Magneto, an issue, and she'll be in that. Oh, do you think they'll have a funeral for him? I would think so. I mean, I, like you said, like how but you like were saying. He's, but like his resurrection, so like. But he's not going to get resurrected. He didn't want to be resurrected. Right, but why would you have a funeral for someone that like you could still bring back? I mean, it's symbolic. They have one for Kate. Well, yeah, that's still... because they, they thought they couldn't bring her back, right? I mean, but still, they're dead. It's nice. Like, he gave his life fighting for these people. That's true. Some kind of celebratory thing. I guess I'm yeah. thinking of, like, burying a body. No, they'll probably burn it. Right. 
oh, they could burn him in that, they'd like send his coffin off in the water on that little lake they made on Araka. Oh, yeah. Real cute. And Lorna could be on that. Wanda, the sisters together. Yeah. Quicksilver. Morning, their daddy. No, he won't be there. They won't remember him. <laughs> Wiccan will be there, though, because Ewing loves him some Wiccan. That's true. Yeah. Hopefully, I get something like that from the House of M responding to his death. Um, but we'll see. So this was a great issue. Great writing for it. I'm not sure how. I wish. I, again, I wish I got to see more Storm, like Regent Storm. Yeah. Um, but she'll be missed. She was that girl. Mm hmm. I liked it. I'd yeah. give it like a 4.7, out of 5. The Rocco Thompson stuff kind of like, oh, but everything else I thought was great. Yeah. I'd give it a 4 out of 5. Great art. Really like Cassidy's art. Really love the way he drew Storm. Mm, looks amazing. Space card never declined. Never declined. Always there. Love it. <laughs> but those were the books of the week. Okay. So, um, I know last week we announced that we were going to be uh, picking a new topic for the book club, but next week we're going to be taking a break. So um, we will be taking a break. (laughs) 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 So we'll be figuring out like what we'll be doing for the book club and we'll announce stuff there. Check out the Twitter um, when we announced everything. We'll definitely say in enough time for everyone. Um, I'm leaning towards wanting to watch something. We haven't watched them in a while. Yeah. I like we can well, switch I mean, from reading and watching. Oh, like Agent Carter. You know, I love me some Peggy. Oh, see, I don't know about that. <laughs> I never it. watched it actually. What? Oh my god, I, I loved Agent it. Carter when it came out. When they introduced the blonde girl with the her name was Dottie. I thought that was going to be Elena back in the day. So I was like, oh yes, blonde widow. But then she just turned out to get some girl. But she was played by Richard Reed. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I never watched it. I consume a lot of Captain Carter or Peggy Carter content now that I think about it, or at least MCU Peggy Carter content. Mm-hmm. I think I like Peggy. I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, but we'll give you guys an update when we come back. But let's take a break and then we'll come back. Cool. All right, guys. Hello, welcome back. As we do this week's another watch, and we hit episode eight of She Hulk. This was episode eight, right? Yeah. Yes, well, we feel like I'm on episode one, and that means the next is the finale because this was only nine episodes. Yes. You know, I'm gonna miss it. This is quality television, and shout out to them for saving the CGI budget for these last two episodes because Jennifer Walters, She Hulk, looked good. Okay. Yeah, her hair looks good. <laughs> she looks really good this episode and we finally got the appearance that so many people have been waiting for mm-hmm. mr charlie talked dead up with his ketchup and mustard suit and let me tell you he looked good he looked mm-hmm. really good and as a Ch- charlie cox daredevil purist seeing him up on that screen again doing his thing flipping running in the hallway getting his color play his hallway. lighting like love fantastic charlie and tatiana the acting the chemistry the chemistry the chemistry was insane 
like from the very first moment, even when they were in court, and he was like clearing <laughs> it. <laughs> clear out. And he um, was clearing it. Again, people, that's not how a lot of those court cases actually go. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought that, like, when he walked into that courtroom, it was like, oh, <laughs> they go Daredevil. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, um, is Leapfrog, like, one of her villains? I mean, or one of her, like, supporting characters? Honestly, it didn't sound familiar, but it could be a thing where it was minor, and I just don't remember. I've seen him, I think, in minor stuff, but I don't know. I'd never, like, pay him any attention. I know he is. He ain't wheezy. So. Oh. You don't matter. You know, it, it, anyways, <laughs> seeing him again and like the chemistry of like just them going together, that little parking lot fight where he was chasing her um, client and like they start fighting and she's destroying all the property and things like that. And they're just like having their moments like really well done. The stylist, he's great. The entire yes, time, like great. he was dragging Jen and just like, I think he's funny. I think he's a good com- uh, comedic presence, like he's biting. He's probably, I like him a little bit better than old girls. Do you think every um, character should have one? Or should they all just okay. use the same one? <laughs> no, not a gay. I meant a oh. stylist, like a tailor. Oh. <laughs> like, <does> every super- <laughs> should every superhero have their own, like, tailor, or should they all go to, like, you know... No, I like the aspect that everybody the goes to one. Taylor. I think that there should be a, the superhero Taylor because I feel as though if you start going with too many people, then that's kind of like defeating the whole purpose. It's probably hard to trust and find good people to trust who do that's that. So if you see one who you know is working well for the other people, yeah, go ahead, put them on. I wonder if it gets like messy though. Like do two superheroes who don't like each other show up at the same time and pick up their suits? They probably don't. That's probably, you know, I hope that their assistant is handling the logistics for when people show up. <laughs> the assistant is handling mess. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I was the assistant and I wanted to be a little messy, I might do something <laughs> like that. Right. Oh, I'm going to have, you know, Captain America and whoever show up at the same time. They pick up their mm-hmm. thing, see how that goes. Just to spice up the damage. But no, I thought that was really good. I do enjoy everybody going to one person. And I love that, like, that was a really good way to bring Daredevil in because who else would defend the guy who makes the superhero suits other than the superhero lawyer? No, well, the other one that's not suing him, at least. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And instantly she was like, oh, this guy's kind of doing it for me. (laughs) So um, she saw it. And I also really like the um, fourth wall breaking in this episode. Um, I love how we've seen a little bit more of that as the show has gotten, like, to the uh, last few episodes. I feel like she's doing a little bit more, and I really enjoy it. You know, I also think that the level of violence that Daredevil brought is probably what we should expect from his show. I know people have been questioning, you know, how will a um, Daredevil... Netflix character we brought over into the MCU. He's probably going to be, you know, Disney-fied and not be as violent. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was still like... He was doing it. He was beating them up. He was doing it in this. They just weren't <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> and like, hey, you that know. worked. Yeah. He's definitely like Billy Club people in the face. So, um, <laughs> just isn't like violently... Which... 
It doesn't always have to be that way. Sometimes it's okay to like keep it a little low. But yeah. I think, and again, speaking of her um, fourth wall breaks, I thought the fourth wall break that they used to like kind of show the extended time of the episode was also really well done and like move on into the gala that she was going to wearing her dress with her hair looking good and that whole kind of culmination of the incel group outing her and showing her stuff and kind of showing her going to her She-Hulk rage and get mad and her dad and like remind the people that oh that there is a downside to her being She-Hulk as well because she's still a Hulk and so like whenever he takes over people gonna look her crazy and I think it's like they've done similar things with Jen in the comics of course she's like and a woman which is like you know and it's crazy I was watching it um, with some friends and I was like you know was it really that bad that she had to go crazy I was like to be a woman getting an award up on stage with your family, your colleagues being professional and like having them post all your like sex messages and videos of you having sex with some guy. Yeah. Yes. It's that bad. She's <laughs> about to be mad. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Destroy everything. Like that's exactly how it should be. So I'm interested to see how they kind of finish it off in the next episode, how they do it, if she will have her moments to return to the good graces by the end of the episode or if they'll kind of continue on with this arc of like people being a little bit worried about her for a while. Ain't that something? She didn't do anything wrong but now everybody gotta be worried about her. Because she reacted. Now we scared of you. Yeah. I'm sorry. But the show is amazing. It's fantastic. I love it. It's like the perfect slice of life comfort show. I don't watch too many Disney Plus shows a second time. I will be watching this one again. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, would you want a season two? But I assume that's a yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I definitely want a season two of this as well. I would love to just see more cameos of people coming in and just, you know, this is like the slice of life She-Hulk. This, in my opinion, has been one of the more comic book accurate um, yeah. properties because this is She-Hulk. Like, I I don't read a lot of her solo books, but I know She-Hulk enough that, like, this is who she is. She's a hot girl. She's fun. She's a lawyer before she's a superhero. Um, and the so lawyer stuff can go so many ways. She's started her own practices before. She can go work at other firms, you know. You can have the competition there. Like, you can continue to extend that out. You can continue to kind of throw in these little cameos of D-list and mutants and stuff like that. Again, building up to all of the big things that you want with like X-Men and like law and just it's anything. It's just like a really good show to have. I love this. Yeah. I can't wait for the next episode. I'm going to be so sad that it's over. Yeah. I think that it should definitely be getting good. Everybody don't deserve that. Okay. We give it to She-Hulk. What would you rate this episode? Out of five? Oh, out of five. I, I loved it. Like, there was nothing I didn't like about it. I thought, like, again, this was what we saved the CGI budget for, so she looked good. The Daredevil appearances was great. The chemistry of the leads was great. You got her side characters in there. You continued to build her world. I thought the ending was well done. Loved it all. Loved it all. Yeah. I'm excited for this finale. I really want to see how they finish it. I would give this episode a four out of five. Um, I'm really hyped for that finale. And Daredevil was really cool. Really good stuff. Yay. All right, y'all. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you rate and subscribe us. And please, we are reminding you that we'll be taking a break next week. Uh, we'll be mm-hmm. definitely coming back the following week after that. Um, 
You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can watch us on YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there's an underscore at the end. Right, y'all, let's get up out of here, and then we'll catch y'all in two weeks. All right. Peace. Thank you.